This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Not sure when you are watching this, but we have a very important conversation for you. And we are going to talk about who should be calling their mortgage broker right now. And when I want to have this conversation, I talk to Matt, the mortgage guy. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing well, Matt. So first and foremost, if you're in California and looking to make a purchase or a refi after this conversation, you need to call Matt, the mortgage guy. He is who I trust. He is part of the expert series at One Rental at a Time. Matt, how do you want them to reach out? Shoot an email to Matt, M-A-T-T, at MattTheMortgageGuy.com. It's monitored by my office manager. And so you can just put straight in the subject what you're looking to do. Hey, I want to get started and I want to fill out an app. Please send me the app. Do that. Hey, I want to get on Matt's calendar and talk. I'm in Southern California and looking to buy whatever, whatever the case may be. Let us know how we can help serve you and, and we'll respond accordingly. Yep. Let him know you came from one rental at a time. So he gives you that extra special, nice love and care. Well, Hey, you know what I thought we should do is we should actually have a conversation about who should call a mortgage broker. I think there's three, four, five scenarios that if somebody watching this is in, I want to, I want to shake them and make them reach out to you. So the first one for me, is if you purchased your house more than two years ago and you have PMI, if you're paying private mortgage insurance uh, and you can look at your mortgage statement to see if there's that $180 or 313 or whatever it is, if you're paying PMI and you bought it two years ago, I think they should call Matt, the mortgage guy. What do you think about that one? A hundred percent guarantee. Because if you put 5% down, most markets in the last two years have seen at least enough appreciation to put you in a position where you shouldn't be paying mortgage insurance. And it's hard to imagine you've got a rate that's lower than today's rate. So more than likely, you're going to be able to lower your interest rate and remove your mortgage insurance. I talk to people every day where it doesn't seem like a big deal to go from 3.875 to 3, but 3.875 to 3 plus dropping mortgage insurance, you're saving $440 a month. Most people, $5,000 a year in in a, you know, bonus is not too bad. And it's all math. And, and that's so for after me, tax money, folks. That that's after tax money. That that's a five thousand dollar bonus that pays like seventy five hundred in income. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's worthwhile to make the call, to shoot the email. I, I always make the joke that you know people see an ad or 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 someone tells them they got free HBO and they'll spend forty five minutes with Directv, you know, trying to get free HBO or or half off NFL Sunday ticket. You know, call me, let me save you five thousand dollars a year and refinance to me is super straightforward Mm. and it doesn't have to be complicated. I can show you, yes, it costs $2,972. That gets built into the loan. If you save $5,000 a year, that's a seven or eight month break even. This thing makes sense. If you're staying in this house for the next couple of years, at least, then then you should refinance. I I suggest everybody who's in this situation, will just use the $5,000 number as an example. Uh, you should all go get a $5,000 raise that goes to the bottom line every year. That's generally a good thing. And and I started off this by saying, if you have PMI and you bought two years ago, but if you're in California, given the appreciation we have seen, you might want to kick this rock if you bought a year ago. Uh, it might You might have just seen enough appreciation to get you out of PMI. Worst case, you have a conversation, 
you wait six months, we see what happens. So that's number one for me. Number two for me, you kind of hit on, but I would do it again. If you have an interest rate on your mortgage statement that has a four on it, or a, or a five, or a six, uh, you need to be calling Matt the mortgage guy because uh, he can do better than that. At least in most situations, it's worth a phone call. Is that fair to say? Super fair to say. And what I'll say is the bigger your loan amount, the, the smaller the, the spread is on, on how much you have to save on an interest rate. For example, if you've got a loan for 590,000 and you've got a 3.875, taking you to 3% is going to save you five or $6,000 a year in interest Jesus. versus, you know, somebody might call me and they owe 120,000 mm-hmm. and they've got a 5.5%. They're, they're going to save less just because they're only saving, you know, yeah, their the rate dollar. is going down two and a half percent, but it's only 120,000. And so I've seen plenty of circumstances where, you know, a 3.75 that turned into a 2.99 on a big enough loan amount, well worth it. Because the thing about refinance, and this is why I discourage a lot of people with small loan amounts from messing with it, an underwriting fee, title yeah. fees, all this stuff is a flat fee. Yeah, so if Dodd, it's 3000 Dodd-Frank, thanks Dodd-Frank. <laughs> so, right. And so if it's, if, if it's a flat cost of, we'll just call it roughly 3000 in quote unquote yep. fees. If, if you've got a $600,000 loan amount, that's a lot less of a hit versus a $100,000 loan amount where we might be going from five to, to three. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I would tell you about, again, we'll just keep talking to people out there. I have talked to people recently that have been in their house for more than a decade, right? They've got 12, 13 years left and they just can't fathom getting another 30 year mortgage. Like Michael, I'm halfway done. I've actually told several folks, well, you know what? I actually just talked to a guy. Was it yesterday or the day before? That all blends together with me. Situation <laughs> is he was seven. He had 17 years left. So he's had 13 years. I want to call the rate something in the sixes. And he's like, I'd love to go get a 3% loan, but I just can't sign up for another 30 years. I'm like, dude, if I were you, I'd go get a 15 year mortgage, get something with a two on it. And oh, by the way, you're going to be saving money every month. And you went from 17 to 15 years. Some of you are doing math because that, I mean, that's just silly. Yeah, that's that's the thing too. That sometimes it's a no-brainer. Where it's like, tell me your goals, and we'll try to fit something yeah. that fits it. But What's if you've goal? got 21 years left, and I can lower your payment and get you to 15, and you're going to pay it off six years sooner, that's a good thing, might, folks. I'm just saying, right. it's good. might save six figures in interest. And and another thing too about people not wanting to reset, and sometimes it's psychological. I don't want to go from 26 to 30, or I don't want to go yeah. from 22. The flex term is available at tons of lenders I work with. I can give you a 13-year loan. I can give you a 19-year loan. I can give you a 22-year loan. I've had plenty of conversations where people tell me, this is my game plan. I'm 51 now. I'm going to retire at 62. I want to have a paid off house when I'm 62. Okay, let's write you an 11-year mortgage. There you go. Talk to a mortgage broker, folks. Call Matt, the mortgage guy. How do you want them to reach out? Matt, M-A-T-T, at mattthemortgageguy.com. The common question is, does that mean there's three T's in a row? Yes. Matt, the mortgage guy.com. And so um, <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yes. I, it, it always gets people right is. And so, um, yeah, re- reach out to me there. Just shoot me an email. Let me know how we can help. And, and whether it's, you know, look at a refinance scenario, get you pre-approved, whatever the case may be. That's, that's the best way to get started. Then, yep. then you're in our system. Then you've yep. got the whole team helping you out. Then the other thing I want to tell you folks, if you're looking to make an acquisition, right, you're a part of the one rental at a time family, and you're looking to get an investment property, I would definitely reach out to Matt, the mortgage guy, just to figure out what's possible. What loan product makes sense? What are you doing? Where you're at? 
Uh, he obviously supports California, but has a network across the country. Um, so again, lots of things there. If you're looking to buy your first investment house, call it this year, I'd send him an email. Just have that 10 minute conversation, see where you're at, see what you qualify for. Uh, any other ideas on something, maybe an S corp, I think you had an example of that. Uh, might right. Make sense? Yeah. And that's the thing too, is, is this is overarching advice Yes. is don't rely on the internet. <laughs> don't rely on aunt Sue who sold real estate in 1987. It's, it's been a long time since 1987. Aunt Sue is a sweet lady. Aunt Sue just doesn't know anything about lending in 2021. Sorry, Aunt Sue. You're a great lady. I hope you enjoy cribbage and whatever else you're doing. Um, so, so talk to somebody because I've had conversation after conversation after conversation. This morning before our call, I had a conversation with someone who's self-employed and this is what they make on taxes. And the conversation was, trust me, I work with plenty of self-employed people. You could be doing great. You have legitimate write-offs. Your bottom line is this. Conventional financing might be tough for you, but here's what the other options are. And if we can do a bank statement loan or a debt service coverage ratio loan, the rate is higher. You just underwrite your deals to that higher interest rate. Exactly. If it I, makes that's sense. what I have to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, you and, people getting 3% loans make me sick. I can't. Get, like, <laughs> right. But, but the thing is, is you wouldn't know whether you qualify for the 3% conventional stuff or the 5% unless you talk to somebody and you really have to talk to somebody who you like and trust because all too often I talk to somebody who either got bad information online, mm. got bad information from friends and family or even worst of the worst is talk to an inexperienced loan officer that gave him bad information. And, you know, but this guy works for such and such bank. Well, he gave you bad info because here's exactly how it works. And there's no special back doors like Fannie and Freddie have buckets and they have rules. And so, you know, it can be a pretty simple conversation. I don't want to offend anybody, but I shoot super straight. And I just tell somebody, listen, without a co-signer, without something changing and how you're getting paid and whatnot, you're not going to be able to qualify for conventional financing. It's just, it's, it's just that simple. Here's some alternative things to do, but at least then, you know, then you can game plan and kind of figure out because um, the, the worst thing is spending 9,000 hours figuring out your investment plan, not knowing how you're going to finance it. Then you're dialed in. I know exactly what market I want. I know what return I want. I know this, I know that I've got no idea how I'm going to, going to finance it once I get there. Well, that's going to be a problem. That's going to be bad. Yeah, that won't work in this environment. Yeah, that won't work. You'll, you'll lose the deal. So again, folks, if you're in California paying PMI, bought last year, you need to reach out to Matt, the mortgage guy, email Matt at mattthemortgageguy.com. If you didn't write that down, there's a link below. I spent some money to make sure that all of you can find him very quickly. So Matt, thank you for your time. Any closing thoughts? The only closing thought is I know that not everyone's listening from California. So I've got so much inquiries from elsewhere that I set up my own greatmortgagebroker.com. And so <laughs> people awesome. ask me enough, I want to be connected with a great mortgage broker. Do you know somebody in Illinois? Do you know someone in Florida? Super easy. Greatmortgagebroker.com, name, email, phone. Do you need a realtor contact? And what state are you in? Once you say Texas, you get connected to somebody in Texas. I think it was somebody, it was either from your channel or just on, on YouTube that said, thank you so much, Matt. I can't believe they actually called me at 7.30 PM mm-hmm. after I filled out the form. So awesome. they're going to get back to you. If they don't, then they get cut off and, there you and, go. And, and, and they're not a great mortgage broker. And I connect you with somebody who's great, but you know, keep in mind, you're not always going to get the answer you want to hear. And that's yeah. what some people, I, I, I find it. Um, that's a know, good point. Surprising. I tell people all the time. I can promise you an answer. I can't promise you're going to like it. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing too, is I do it because I care. 
I don't want to give you false hope where, where I know you have no shot. And I don't want you to go continue to go down that path, which some people, this, this is the mistake you want to avoid. And in closing, avoid this mistake. Don't talk to as many people as necessary until you get the answer you mm, want. Yeah. Talk to somebody you like and trust. And when I say, listen, conventional financing, you can't, you just won't be able to. Don't go talk to the next guy, the next guy. And then you eventually get someone that goes, well, maybe if um, we did this and let's try, let's do that. And, and the string you along for three or four weeks is not good for you or for anybody. Yeah. So um, don't, don't pass up all the no's until you finally get to a yes. And then, and then have the, the ultimate disappointment where you're in contract or something and, and then can't get a loan done. Very cool. Well, Matt, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate our weekly conversations. Take care. All right. Thanks, Mike.